What's up? Welcome back to Off The Bike. We've taken a several month hiatus and in those few months, we took time to sit down with all of our team members, get to know them a little bit more, get to interview, learn their backstories, how they found this energy and all that fun stuff. And we are finally ready to start sharing it with you again. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. If you joined us before we took our hiatus, welcome back. In today's episode, I had the joy of sitting down with Ida, one of our Pittsburgh instructors. We get to learn about kind of her backstory, what she does outside of the studio, what she brings to her classes, and all of that fun jazz. Clip in, it's gonna be a good one. Ida, how are you? I am doing fabulous. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for uh, taking some time to come in and and chit chat with me to share with our community. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. So let's let's talk about you. Tell me, who are you? What do you do at Zenergy? So I am an instructor at Zenergy. I started coming to Zenergy, I guess, about a year ago. Um, I grew up in Pittsburgh. And I moved back about a year ago, but I found Synergy before I moved back. I remember uh, taking Josh's class for the first time, actually, when I was back home visiting. Um, A year ago or no, before that? Before that. So I um, used to come back, you know, every so often to see family and I I work for my family's business. So I'm here um, pretty regularly. And I was really excited when Synergy opened. Um, I was kind of tracking it from afar. I was living in San Francisco at the time and teaching spin out there at a different studio. So I was always looking for new places when I came back here, came and took a class. It was with Josh. His energy was incredible and everything kind of unfolded from there. That's amazing. How long did you live in San Francisco for? I was in San Francisco for four years. Wow, a long time. Yeah. And you were working out there or? Yeah, so I moved out there for uh, my previous job. I was working for an environmental foundation. So I worked a lot on water and climate policy. And then for my last year that I was there, I was working remotely for my current job. Okay. Um, and I work for my family's business, which let's, is- Let's get into that and then we can come <laughs> back to all this energy stuff. So I- ever since you told me this story and and what you do outside of here, I think it is the coolest thing because it's not very often that you meet people who do what you do. So why don't you give me, give, not give me, give our community, everyone listening, the whole spiel on everything. Absolutely. So I work with my father for Railroad Development Corporation. Um, We are a railroad investment and management company, which is a lot of words to say that we do a lot of things related to transportation and railroads. Um, And so we primarily work in freight railroads um, and most of our work is international. So it's a lot of things that you don't think about day to day. When you think about railroads in the U.S., most people think of Amtrak or the subway. And those are great. Those are great systems. But we also have a really robust freight network that's actually moving all of the energy and food and everything we need around the country. And so my background is more in environmental engineering and kind of on the environmental side. But I grew up around trains. I I traveled a lot with my father and really hit a point where the industry was super interesting to me. Um, He presented an opportunity for me to join the business. And it's been a a two-year journey of really diving in and learning quite a lot about freight railroading, about passenger railroads. Um, We have business in Places ranging from Iowa to Peru to Germany. Um, so I get to travel a lot, which is... How, how many times would you say you travel a month? 
on average? I travel between, I'd say, 30 to 60 percent of the month of, of work days. Um, I'm normally doing two to three trips a month, both domestic and international, depending on. But um, mostly, mostly international, right? Or no, it just depends. So most of our business is international. Um, I do a lot of traveling around the U.S. to various industry events and conferences. One of the interesting things about railroads is that it really is a network business. And so um, as much as you can be a smaller railroad and kind of in your own world, it's not really valuable unless you're connected to the rest right. of the network. Right. So we spend a lot of time, you know, getting to know the industry at a very micro level and a very macro level. And again, it really has been a huge learning opportunity also because of how many industries are tied to railroads. So you think about transportation, the core of that is what are you moving? Right. And that really drives the whole U.S. economy. So I feel like I've gotten an education um, in agriculture, in energy, um, from a policy perspective. You know, what's going on in D.C.? How is this impacting all different parts of the country? And then, of course, getting the global perspective is how does railroading look different in Europe than in the U.S.? And my favorite comparison is that everyone always says, well, why don't we have trains in the U.S. Right. like we have in Europe? But the flip side of that is that Europe looks at the U.S. and says, why don't we have freight networks like the U.S. has? Because uh, it's like two different things, but also the same thing at the same time, right? Right. So you're using very similar infrastructure, but there's, you know, an this is this could be an entire podcast on its sure. own. But if you think about it, um, you know, Europe's very dense. It has a lot of people in right. dense urban areas going shorter distances. That's perfect for passenger rail. Uh, the U.S. is super spread out. And, um, you know, yes, it would be amazing to have a high speed network all across the country. But what makes more sense is for big freight trains to be moving heavy things long distances. Totally. And there's opportunities, um, you know, on both sides for innovation. And I think that's another exciting thing about the industry right now is we are seeing a lot of changes when you think about Amazon and Uber yeah. and what that's doing to transportation networks. The industry, especially in the U.S., really is responding to that and is right. changing. So as in a much great as, way, right? Yeah, yeah in, in, a, in a great, great way, way and in a way that I think is hopefully bringing younger people into the industry. I think it's something that's fairly hidden from people living in urban areas, um, but it's actually a really complex and dynamic industry that has a lot of opportunities. That's amazing. So what does like a typical day-to-day look like for you in that position and so, what you're doing? Yeah, it's a great question. It looks very different if I'm here versus on the road. So when I'm out in the field, um, you know, we're pretty active managers in the companies that we that we manage. And so a lot of that is really experiencing the product. And, and Nick, I'm sure you appreciate this, that when you have a company you're managing from afar, if you can spend one day there interacting with the people, 100%. experiencing the product, like you learn so much more. You get so. a complete different outlook on, you know, it's, it's so interesting because everyone can tell you how things are going and everyone, and they can be phenomenal, but then to actually see it, it's like, ah, it's, it's like, it's a good thing to be active and to be there, yes. you know, as Zener I'm going to compare it to Zenergy for a second as we grow. One thing I've always said, it's so important. You know, I live in Florida now and it's so, so important. I'm not in the studios as much as I'd like to be, but I'm still here. Yes. And when you're able to be there and, and be able to sit down and talk with people like you and, and, uh, talk with our community, it's, it's really, it changes things. So I, I, I respect that. Yeah. And I think, you know, so, when I'm in the field, I'm, I'm riding trains, I'm meeting with the people, I'm really experiencing the product. When I'm in Pittsburgh, you know, again, we spend a lot of time really trying to understand what's going on in the industry. So a lot of it is 
you know, meetings and calls with peers and, um, and again, doing that kind of management from afar. Um, cause I think you, we also try to not overstep, right. We're not going to get on a plane right. every time there's an issue. That's why right. you have your management teams on the ground. Um, but a fun part of my job is that I also get to scope out new areas of investment. So if someone in our upper level management has an idea, they'll often throw it to me and say, Hey, we're interested in looking at this new project. Can you research X, Y, and Z? And then I get to dig into that. That often means some internet research, you know, calling people who might be in that, uh, in that space. And, and that really is fun because I really appreciate a job where I get to learn every yeah. day. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. We could talk about the railroad business for hours. Cause I've talked about it with hours for hours <laughs> with you before, but Let's jump to the Zenergy side of things. So you moved to Pittsburgh and your family lives in Pittsburgh, right? Yes. So you moved back. Is this home? Yeah, this is home. This is home. So you moved back home. Mm -hmm. You had already taken Zenergy. You came back and did you start writing before you auditioned? I did. So I moved back in September of August of last year. Okay. And, you know, I was taking a couple months to really feel out Pittsburgh and what I wanted to do. But I really, you know, moving from San Francisco back to Pittsburgh and I I left a lot of really good friends in San Francisco. And while it was moving home, it was still moving to a new city. And while I I love my job, you know, we work out in Green Tree in the suburbs. We're a team of 10 people. And so what was really attractive to me about Zenergy was the community. And I felt that really when I first came here, you know, there was so much energy in this studio and you can feel that when you walk in. So I was a writer for a couple months and knew that I wanted to get back into teaching you know, that was such an important part of my life and my happiness in San Francisco. So when the opportunity came to audition, I was really excited about it. Well, listen, I tell, I know I tell every person on our team this, but we do absolutely love having you on the team. I love having everybody on the team. I mean, you, I think that we have an incredible team and community. It's, it's so, it's so crazy. So let's talk about your classes and, and all that fun stuff. What should I know about your classes? My goal when I teach um, at a very high level is just for you to feel better when you leave the room. Um, as simple as that. Yeah. And I think one thing that I've been realizing about Zenergy and, and I think about life in general um, is that we, I'm a very goal oriented person. I can get really caught up in metrics and in measuring progress and making sure that every moment so of my day. so interesting because that's the complete opposite of what we do. Exactly. And so for me, um, it's actually a really good reminder that every time I come into this room, every time I teach a class, take a class, do anything, it's going to be a little different. And what I like to keep consistent is that it's challenging. Mm -hmm. It's fun. It's Mm -hmm. energetic. It makes you feel better, Mm -hmm. but that challenge is going to be different every day. Some days it's, the physical challenge of, Oh my God, I'm dying. I can't breathe. Right. Sometimes it's, which by the way, as instructors, we feel that at times too. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes the bigger challenge is just getting there, right. You know, signing yourself up that, that dedication. And I think what we take out of the room is different every time too. I made this joke the other day in my class that I view it like the room of requirement in Harry Potter, where it becomes what you need. It becomes, you know, what you need to bring to it, what you need to take out of it. And that's going to be different every day. Because it's different for every single person that comes in the room. Yeah. And, but what I want to keep consistent, you know, from a, from a cycling perspective, it's going to be a hard class. You're going to be sweaty. Um, It's going to be hard. But what you take out of it might change. And um, I think that's incredible. The other thing I love is that everyone brings it's kind of like everyone brings their energy. You mix it up in the room and then it spreads back out in a different way every time. Um, And it's really cool. And I think that, you know, our riders really make that happen. Yeah. 
No, I, I agree with you 100%. Our writers, our team, everyone. So to start to wrap this up, what is a piece of advice that you would have for a writer, uh, either a new writer or a writer that has never taken your class? If they came to you and they said, I really want to take your class, what is some advice you have for me? First thing I would say is please, if let me know that you are new, sometimes there's, you know, 40 people coming into the room and we have a bunch of new people. Um, I love talking to new riders. It makes me so happy when we have new people in this community, but I also know that, you know, it can be a lot to walk into a studio. I will say that I sometimes go to other spin studios and I feel uncomfortable. Oh, I do it all the time. You know, you're like, where do I put my even things? like big national brands? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a little intimidated right now. So, <laughs> you know, I think it's, um, it's a safe space. You can come in, you can say, Hey, I don't know this thing that everyone else might know. And and we're here to help. Um, and that also, you know, sometimes it takes a couple classes to really feel like you're getting in the groove. Um, 100%. And I think we, and that's okay. Yeah. And that is, that's okay. And to be honest, you know, that's the way it should be. You should, it takes a couple times to really get into it and feel like, you know, okay, I, I'm, this is feeling good. Um, but also, you know, I think there's no, wrong way to experience this energy class as long as you're doing it safely. And that's what we're here for, right? We're here to tell you how to have a good workout, how to do it safely, but you don't have to measure yourself against the people who have been doing this for 300 classes. It can be, again, it's your workout. It's what you want to get out of it. And as long as you are having that positive experience, you know, we're good. You don't need to be doing the choreography perfectly. Right. Amazing. Any last things you want to add to anybody listening? No, I mean, this is, Zenergy is such a wonderful place and oh, so um, sweet. it's, it's really, I think we create uh, so much positivity and that is, um, that's what I hope we keep doing. And it's really exciting to see the studio grow in Pittsburgh and beyond. Yeah. And it's just been wonderful. Amazing. Well, it's always a pleasure uh, to be around you again. Thank you so, so much for coming in and spending part of your what is now Friday afternoon. It won't be Friday afternoon when everyone hears this, but <laughs> Friday afternoon with me. And uh, I'm excited for all the things to come. Thanks, Nick. You're welcome. Up until next time, we'll see you at the studio. Peace out. <laughs>